Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Life Care Services Health Services Division uh, podcast. I'm your host for today, Tony Galvan, Director of Health and Wellness, uh, and I am extremely excited uh, for our podcast today uh, because I have uh, a very interesting group uh, of individuals that's going to be joining me uh, for a multi-part series uh, on, on some specific topics. So I'm fortunate today um, to have with me a handful of residents uh, that are members of our LCS Resident Advisory Council. And uh, as I did a little bit of outreach to, um, to this committee and to this group, I really wanted to start getting some insight on their perspectives as it relates specifically to technology. When we consider technology, organizationally, it's something that is so heavily impacting our industry uh, and our organization in particular, that as we think about different products, programs, solutions, resources, all of these components that are impacting um, the lifestyle, the health and wellness, uh, and the overall experience of our residents uh, felt that it was important to really hear from the residents themselves. Uh, and so again, I'm, I'm very grateful um, that this group has decided to take part uh, in this podcast series where we're going to address um, quite a variety of aspects as it relates to technology. Now, specifically, uh, where we wanted to begin was just to really lay a foundation uh, for um, how technology has been impactful over the years for some of these residents. Um, so that, in particular, is what we're going to be discussing today. But before we get into um, the specific conversation, uh, I wanted to take a second and just to introduce uh, our group of residents that are here with us today. Um, so I'd like to begin. Uh, we have Sunny Guggins with us uh, from Casa de las Campanas, uh, which is one of our life plan communities in San Diego, California. How are you doing today, Sunny? I'm doing well, thank you. I hope you are too. Great. Uh, we have Dana Robinson uh, from the Cypress of Raleigh in Raleigh, North Carolina. Good afternoon, Dana. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing great. And as we chat, I'm looking out at some beautiful camellias. <laughs> <laughs> we have Fred Wilkerson with us uh, from Whitestone, uh, which is located in Greensboro, North Carolina. Good afternoon, everybody. We also have Ed um, Seidel uh, from Plantation Village in Wilmington, North Carolina. How are you doing today, Ed? Doing great. Thank you. And last but certainly not least, we have Ann Moore uh, from Pomperog Woods in Southbury, Connecticut. How are you doing today, Ann? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, where I wanted to start um, off, and actually even before we hit the record button here, uh, we were already having some great conversation on sort of how technology uh, in, in the early years of some of you all um, was starting to be impactful. So I would like to just directly kind of ask that question as you sort of define technology and as you think about uh, over your, your early years growing up uh, in, in particular, and how you saw technology and just overall innovation being impactful to your, really to your childhood and, and some of your early developmental years. Uh, and as you think about, um, again, the time frame and the decades um, that you all were growing up in and sort of what was going on in the greater you know, world around you, how you saw technology uh, in, in any fashion being impactful. So would anybody like to address that first? I'll lead off for you if you want. Ed Seidel at uh, Plantation Village. 
Uh, I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, out in the country, uh, with an eight-party line for telephone. You know, everybody listened to what you were saying. And um, from there to and going through college, uh, you still used the old regular standard typewriter and got away from the party line or you had a private line. But you went on a little bit further, and the next thing you ran into was the first electric typewriters. IBM's electric uh, was useful in my first office that I I ran Chambers of Commerce. So we uh, were able to get that technology going. Then we had some very basic computerized uh, listing-type machines that would allow us to print up a long list of envelopes for our members to so we could communicate and then all of a sudden uh, I left the chamber work and went with the state and one day I walked in and, uh, and I said where's my secretary and they said we well, don't have one anymore <laughs> and we were all, we had already gone to uh, each of us having a, a, a computer and I suddenly had to learn all the little technologies that go with that kind of a, a job. It was sort of, believe it or not, a marketing job for motor vehicles. And um, I spent three weeks at the local community college learning how to, you know, address envelopes in a list and all that good stuff. And uh, from there, you go to all of the different levels of cell phone technology, which we've been exposed to. And uh, of course, capacities now that are just beyond belief on things we can do. So yeah, big changes. Some of them at my age, I'm 83 this coming Saturday. Thank you very much. And, Happy uh, birthday. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we've had to learn to adapt to that and, and make use of it. And it makes your life easy. Sometimes it makes it hell. But uh, in the long run, it's it's really advancing. We have other things happening here I'll talk about later. Um, I, I'd like to follow, Ed. This is uh, Sonny from Casa in um, California, but I'm originally a Connecticut Yankee. Well, I'm going to take you I'm going to take you back to uh, when we were kids in the late 40s and 50s. I'm 81. Uh, in the era era of when we first saw television. Yeah, okay, right. kids, how about Howdy Doody? And how about <laughs> if you were a babysitter and uh, your folks came back after 10 or 11 o'clock, you watched wrestling and the Star Spangled Banner would conclude the, the end <laughs> of the day. Um, I had an uncle who I was very close to who informed me of his previous generations. Um, he spoke of things like the first air flight, the phones, and so on, and his making crystal radios. Mm-hmm. And that was that was pretty cool because later, when I was mother and had a very two very intelligent sons, uh, he made Heath kits that were amplifiers for um, the technology of records and so on and so forth. So that was an interesting comparison. And one of the most dramatic, and I'll end right after this, is uh, in high school, typing class, significant only for women. 
And while I was a great performer in that area, because I didn't think I'd be able to have the money to go to college. So I had to be good at typing. I had to be good at stenography. I had to be good at bookkeeping, bookkeeping. And that was manual. It was paper. It was books. It was keeping the books. And today <laughs> that's just, that's just gone. Um, the, um, you had an adding machine. You could add, you could subtract, you could times. Um, and I was talking earlier being a high school, um, newspaper editor when I witnessed linotype to produce type uh, with the hot lead and owning <laughs> later owned a printing company. And this is where I'll end that we went from the evolution of tabletop printing to all of the printing facilities we have now where you can walk in and get thousands of copies at a call. That's pretty dramatic, I think, oh, yeah. uh, evolution, evolution. And I, I'll end there to leave time for somebody else. Well, I, I would like to comment. Um, I worked for the town, and we had this huge computer. It, it, it took up most of the of a room. And I went uh -huh. to IBM to learn how to use it. And it, it was like it, a baby. You had to tend to it and care for it. And <laughs> you had to keep it cold, too. Cold, yeah. <laughs> I was. This is uh, Dana at Cypress of Raleigh. In 1974, I was working with an organization that um, was the organization that took Social Security Administration from their old technology to computerized online technology. Mm. Uh, it was a humongous transition, as you can imagine. And yeah. computers, just to reinforce your comment that it required took up absolute floors, <laughs> went on for days. So um, it is, uh, and that was in 74. That's amazing how far we've come in just decades. Mm. It's interesting to hear you all talk a lot about, um, again, certainly within your childhood and as you went through school, and, and many of you, you know, kind of immediately jumped to your, your career and, and how technology had an impact on you there. And hearing you all talk about like the learning curve um, that you yeah. experienced as a part of getting accustomed to that technology. So I'm, I'm curious um, because I think nowadays um, we try to leverage technology for, for our residents in, in a way to impact kind of their, their experience and, and, and their health and well-being. And, and when we think about sort of the holistic approach that, that we take to, to wellness, I'm wondering if, um, if thinking back, if that ever struck any of you as you, again, encountered technology in the ways that, that you all just described. So, so in other words, did you ever consider, oh, this, this new innovation, invention, or this, this area of technology, this is giving me a benefit uh, for, from a social standpoint, or this is helping me keep like a sharper mind because I have to learn about this new thing that is now a part of my world, that is now a part of my job, uh, um, and again, overall as a way of just making things better for you. Is that is that a perspective that any of you, um, as you look back, ever considered? Ed Seidel, um, over here at Plantation Village, I, I believe that we are a lot of us, and particularly in the 
80s age range are what I call the the on the cusp generation. We right. we we really don't have the kind of experience that my great granddaughter does who at age four can grab the cell phone and pick out her program on her mama's cell phone. I mean this that's just blows my mind, but the the whole point being we had to learn most of us had to learn sort of on the job. And uh I believe that. Um uh, and that's that's always had a little pressure for us as we went along, but we also had to realize what we could do with it and make things better. And there were a lot of opportunities to do that. And we're doing that here at our place, but we'll save that for later. Uh, this is Dana, and um, one of my summer jobs uh, was to be a clerk typist at a chemical company, and I did it all with typing formulas, chemical formulas with about eight carbons, because it was mm. typing to make <laughs> copies. Mm -hmm. You made a mistake, you would go through bottles of whiteout. Well, when <laughs> the word processing came in, I was hallelujah. I thought it was a greatest invention. <laughs> I loved it. Just loved it. My memory of um, getting into a second or third career and dealing with a computer that was desk size, folks, as opposed to those you alluded to that filled the room and need to be kept cold, um, was in my eight, nine years in banking. That's when I had a first computer to try to tackle. And also, for those of us using the ATM, I was a branch manager at the time, and I had to educate the public and convince them that it was safe to use an ATM to go yeah. to it to take money out of your account. And I had to stand in yeah. line when people came in and said, let me get you out of line and show them how to use an, an ATM um, and <laughs> how common that is now and things that we can do as well as credit cards. I mean, these are all things that affect us career-wise and in our in our daily lives. And if you remember, yep. one of the first handhelds was the Palm Pilot. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're not talking ancient history now, um, <laughs> with the de with the development of um, the development of the computer, and my best authority for my computer, cell phone, etc., is my 15-year-old granddaughter. <laughs> Yeah. The, yeah, I think I think that's a great segue to sort of, you know, beyond your, again, your your earlier years and, and sort of going through school. Um, I, I Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's talk a little bit about um, sort of towards the later stages of your career. Um, again, I think earlier we, we mentioned a little bit about that's really where we saw a tech boom uh, and things were moving at a very, very rapid pace. Uh, so talk a little bit about that throughout the later stages of your career. What were some of the greatest changes that you saw in technology, both from a from a work perspective, but then also kind of just around you when you think about, you know, your recreational life and just your overall lifestyle? Well, I think the fax machine was quite something. I remember when that came to the office, and it certainly made life easier. Speaking of telephones like that and fax, when I was a kid, about 14 years old, 13 or 14, uh, 
my dad and mom took me to L'Enfant Plaza in Washington, D.C., and they had a uh, a display out there. Ma Bell had that and said, this is the future of talking on the phone. It's a picture phone. And it's really interesting how long it took, not just to develop it, but to get the ability to take information and put it from one place to another easily, and a lot of information. That was the problem. That was, that was the big problem. And now we can do information in small flash drives. So yes, things really went crazy. My ending career, this is Sunny again, um, was in the state legislature in Connecticut for 12 years. And if we didn't see such extreme examples of computer and technical advances, I was able to communicate on an individual basis through email with over 25,000 people in my town through, through email. Uh, I could create and save documents uh, from Bills, I could write my bills that I was submitting to the various committees that I served on. And while I had a legislative aide, just like you were told, sir, that you didn't have a secretary anymore. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, was put, it was put in our laps to do that communicating. Um, and that was an incredible advance for me to do my job as a legislator in the House of Representatives in in Connecticut when when people used to be able to work together. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, this is Dana, and um, my husband and I had a business, owned a business, and what I remember it, over the life of the 30 years of our business is going from typewriters to word processors to the internet, getting my head around what that was, what would it do for us, websites, email, <laughs> that was yeah. really something. And going from yeah. the old floppy disk, remember those? Yeah. Yeah. Thumb, thumb drives. It's just, uh, it has been an amazing couple decades. And um, it, uh, from a business perspective, just first of all, trying to understand what it is because it's something new you've never experienced. Then trying to figure out how you it can benefit mm -hmm. you as business and how to op operationalize it. And then getting employees to uh, want to move there because change sometimes there's resistance to. Uh, so it, it, it has been fascinating um, mm -hmm. process. I want to come back to um, some of what you all were talking about. So as, as we we're discussing, again, the impact of technology um, on, on, on the later parts of your career. And um, again, in particular, you think about the late 80s, throughout the 90s, and, and, and even um, uh, the early 2000s, depending on when you know each of you specifically retired, and sort of the impact of technology on that work world. Um, when you think about maybe the decade prior to retiring, uh, or, or just at, at any point over the last you know, um, 20 or so years, um, did you all ever consider technology outside of work and how it was making an impact on your lives? Uh, again, just from a lifestyle, recreational, 
enjoyment standpoint, how it was helping you uh, maybe remain connected with your family. Again, you think about the, the, the prior to retiring, uh, towards those later career years, but outside of work, um, how technology was impactful yeah. for you all. I, I am a movie nut. And the advances in the movie industry, particularly animation for science fiction, for children's movies and all of that kind of thing, to enjoy myself and with my grandkids, that's, that is one. Um, God bless Netflix. <laughs> I can see so many things and I have learned so many things from that, particularly the documentary sector. Um, that's, that's just one area that I'll mention. I'm sure my colleagues have others. What were some of your early impressions of the internet, right? A, a couple of you mentioned that, uh, again, as, as technology evolved throughout, throughout your career, um, early to mid nineties, later nineties being introduced to this thing called the internet. Uh, one of you mentioned, what is it? How can it help us? Um, tell me a little bit about that. Um, what some of your impressions were, how you were introduced to the internet, and how you kind of figured it out and ultimately started using it. Uh, my daughter-in-law was working for AOL in the 90s from home, managing uh, 10 and I think 10 or 15 employees and 120 volunteers uh, as they put on the programming for um, uh, AOL. And she monitored all that to make sure that, you know, bad things wouldn't happen. Uh, that was astounding to me because she could work at home and make $40,000 a year. Uh, this is Dana. Uh, the Internet for me was a, at first a mystery, but um, I'm uh, just, got, you know, I'm a person that just likes to get in and figure it out. And then I started to see that I could just ask these questions and answers would come back about health, about movies, ratings, about restaurants to go to in a city. Um, it was. I was just amazed, and I, I am still amazed. I think it's phenomenal. This is Anne. I think one of the things that still amazes me is Skype. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can see your friends and family across the world, yeah. and, and uh, they're almost as though they're in the room with you. I didn't remember when it came in, but it certainly was an innovation. When I was living in Vermont, way up in the boonies, I talked to mom and dad all the time, every day, or yeah. at least every on FaceTime. And it was like being in there then. Yeah. Here, here's a good history um, breach for you. If you remember the comics, which we read a whole lot more when we were kids, Dick Tracy's yeah. <laughs> communication uh, watch, uh, yeah. and how about yep. the fit? How about the fit today? <laughs> I think that's one of the best comparisons in terms of the evolution that would, or at least one good one, that uh, all of us can identify with, with good old Dick Tracy and his watch and the fit that um, most of us are still trying to learn how to use. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, I'd like to thank, um, again, my, my friends here for joining me um, today. So Sunny, Dana, Fred, um, Anne, and Ed uh, for taking some time to share uh, some of their perspective and, and insight on technology. Uh, what we have coming up uh, over this multi-part series uh, during our next topic, we're actually going to jump into um, current usage of technology, which uh, throughout our conversation today, we had a little bit of, of previewing of that. I think it's hard to escape, um, you know, talking about present day, um, what you have going on. So, so we're going to be able to really dive deep into that. Uh, I think our, our, our listeners and others are very interested in sort of hearing what are current ways um, that you're presently using technology. Um, after that, uh, we want to focus a little bit in our third part, uh, really start honing in on technology for health wellness, and lifestyle improvement. Um, so I think there's going to be some carryover uh, with, with how we talk about current usage and, again, your perspective and, and sort of how intentional uh, you're being, uh, if at all, with, with leveraging technology for your health and your wellness and your lifestyle. Again, especially considering um, the senior living environment and the communities that you all live in. Uh, and then during the fourth and final part, uh, what we'll do is talk talk about what's next for technology. So, so where do you all see it going? Where would you all like um, to see it go? Again, you all represent um, you know an audience um, that you know certainly um, us as a senior you know living manager you know care quite a bit about. Um, but with um, we, we hear a lot about the baby boomers, and, and we hear a lot about how um, paying attention to seniors that currently live in our communities and that will live in our communities. You know, how can we leverage technology as a, in a way that makes that retirement living experience as positive as possible? So I think uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't hear from you all as to you know what you would like to see in the future as well. So um, I'd like to thank you all uh, for your time today. Uh, and I look forward to our next conversation. So thank you for joining us. Okay, and thank you. Thank you. Legal disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm-hmm.